I would line up to. I mean, I would. I mean, you know, it's it's a hard ask when you know that life is going to be rough and freaking almost terrible, and you're trying to subject a whole family to it. So it'd be interesting to see how many families sign up to be the like the colonizers on Mars. But at the end of the day, if there's a chance to have my like bronze body, like my you know my. <laughs> a bust of ourselves is like the the originators of a civilization that is like that's awesome that's kind of cool i just wish it was like government funding where it was like the world yeah. governments came together and we're saying that's what you want we want nations we want the planet to, to come this. together and be a species like governed right. by the species yeah. instead of these fragmented entities and i feel like he's just repeating the same it's well it might even be worse it's worse because he's going to be totally authoritative with capability to never lose control Welcome to Retraction, reversing course through this cause. Love it. Or as I like to say, realigning the corporate value system in a seemingly futile effort to better the position of the proletariat as the nation state gives way to the hellscape that will forever be known as the corporate wars. What's Retraction. that <laughs> Is that what you've been working on? <laughs> Is that our vision? Welcome to episode 70. Jamie and Antoine. We got to figure out an opening for us now. Well, I mean, I think. How do you work that in? Gonna, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying out these uh, these various bits and see what sticks. But uh, eventually, yeah, eventually we'll come down to something that'll be very like on the money, professional, uh, succinct, getting the listener into the vibe of the show from the outset, and they'll just be like, "Go, go, 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 go!" I am battling a cold. <laughs> <laughs> you're always battling a cold yeah you tell me about it that's sort of for like three months straight out of three months one month i wasn't sick and it felt great like normally you're just not sick and you just don't notice it i actually felt great um i'm glad i'm glad yeah. congrats on that it was congrats on that feeling <laughs> it was like a vacation you know i've got a feeling um uh, i did get some uh some listener feedback oh that's amazing give it to me what do the listeners say? What do they want? The what, listeners what, would like don't. would like would like more, not all, but more like 30 minute episodes short. They didn't say 30 minutes, but they said more shorter episodes. Yeah, I've gotten because, that before. Yeah. Because they listen in between meetings while they're doing work and stuff. Yeah. And they can't hammer through. They want to be able to listen to it straight through. And the way that people normally work is you have 30 minutes or one hour between meetings, those blocks, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that they need to fit it neatly in between there. Yeah. Oh, a 30 minute show, I think would be um, better for the ad, like to get the mass appeal in order to like, you know, for the masses. But I don't know. I mean, are we going to compromise our stylistic vision? I mean, are, are, are we a, are, are, are we a, a Francis Ford Coppola or Aria Jerry Bruckheimer. I mean, is is this about you know lens flares and uh, and explosions? Uh, who did the last Star Trek? What was his name again? AJ Abrams. Yes. Are we are we are we Abrams in it? Are we are we giving are we Michael Bay or want? Ridley Scott? That's yeah. There you go. Another or is it is Ridley Scott a good one? Is, is Ridley a good Scott's one? a good one. Well, his his movies go long. Again, he, he had the. Um, the oh my god what what do they call it with the um Orlando Bloom was in it 
last, not last crusade. It's uh, obviously not last oh, crusade. Kingdom of Kingdom Heaven. One. Kingdom yeah. of Heaven. That I'm telling you, Kingdom of Heaven. You told me the director's cut. cut. Yeah, I have to watch fantastic. it. Fantastic. I remember when it came out and I was like, ooh, this looks great. Awful. And I watched it and I was like, it's terrible. Okay. It's so bad. Know, yeah. Because I'm not studio... going to watch it again. I wouldn't say it was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, different barometer. <laughs> they're terrible, little, probably. They're, they're literally there are literal non sequiturs in the movie. There are part there are parts that make absolutely no sense unless you watch the director's cut because that's how badly the studio cut up that movie. That to the point where in the original release, there's just you're just like, what happened here? This this these two scenes do not link together. And in the director's cut, there is a seed. <laughs> That is re-spliced in that explains how this character gets from one place to another place. In the regular movie, just just you just gotta take it out of faith. They're just, you know, they're just here. I don't you don't know why, you don't know how, but this is just how it's going. So I'm just saying that man has a vision. So who are we? <laughs> who do you want to be, Jamie? What kind of director? How do you want to be remembered? I think that we could predominantly be a Ridley Scott. But I think that we can occasionally throw the audience a short episode for easy listening. I agree. Because we, we've got flexibility. We have integrity, but we also have flexibility. It can be. It's listen, a winning combination. Will, we can add these little shorts in to fill in the gaps. You know, bonus material type stuff. Yeah, it'd be cool. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Focus okay. on single topic. Let's not let's not let the listener know that if it's a short episode, they're just getting the the cutting room floor. Let let them know that this was made. This was born for them. It was like we. Well, that's we what I would out. rather do. I would I would rather us have a meaty topic and say this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, we we're gonna reshape this episode around this list. This type of listener who wants to hear us go on for a much shorter amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have as much preamble. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, or oh, you're right. Maybe we're just. <laughs> Just cut, cut the beginning. <laughs> just cut straight. <laughs> just get to the straight topic. to the topic. And uh, yeah, breaking news. <laughs> just go, just go right there. I'm trying to actually get up my topic because I think I went into a rabbit hole on YouTube, and I'm so far away from the from what I wanted to share because we have we have. Up? Well, uh, you could go first if you like. While I while I set this up, um, we well, have an Elon update so i'm i've actually been banking all of my elon stories because there are so many and i want to do like a whole thing an expose if you will but you can bring up yours um okay. but i've been like banking several so elon ominous. stories That's so ominous i mean i guess you could have a, you'll have a lot to say to his latest hijinks uh, um but, i do uh, want to do a, a minor retraction Oh, sure. sure um, sure last episode, you gave the 13 mm-hmm. municipalities that would be legalizing marijuana in I did. Um, New Jersey. And one of them you named Belmar. There are yes. two Belmars. And I had said that it was I just assumed it was the one on the on the coast. It is not. Oh, okay. It's the other one. OK, so for anyone that's listening. Oops. Oopsie. But OK, <laughs> that's it. It's the other Belmar. It's the one I think with that gym dude who was like, uh, during COVID, like refused to abide by the COVID mandates and everything. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Um, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You seem very on edge. I'm, I'm I'm on edge because I mean now I'm like, 
it's a little watered down, I feel. Because I'm like, you have like an Elon expose, and I'm like, are you going to Oh, did, I, did I steal your thunder? Well, not really, no. Because I mean, I, I just wanted to cover his most recent exclusive interview with the with the founder of TED Talk. Uh, and I thought that okay. he had some really Go, interesting points that he made mine's up. More, mine's, mine's probably more high level. Oh, good, good. Because I mean, yeah, we're in the weeds, so maybe this can build into your top level. So you could you could suction this up and get this part of your expose, so you can get it moving in that in that direction or something of that effect. But uh, so yeah, he's been Elon's been lighting up the uh, the um, you know the Twitterverse, the the, the media scape, uh, whatever you want to throw in as your as your uh, little um, catch all to uh, to to what's in and what's going on. Uh, so the uh, in the, this exclusive interview that he gives to the I don't, I'm not even gonna look up the founder's name for uh, TED Talks, but uh, he's definitely a fan. He's definitely a fanboy of Elon's, and uh, he covers Which probably makes the worst kind of interviewer. Yeah, pretty much. And he covers uh, a, a bevy of topics, but there are three in particular that I wanted to sort of hone in on. One, the first of which he does is full self driving cars. He comments on where that where the future of self-driving cars will go he does a really good rundown of implants robotic implants and human beings which we had covered in an earlier episode i believe Mm -hmm. with uh it was like testing on pigs at the time no and and they plan to do it on humans this year oh okay yep yep well i mean that's sort of what he yep he does does talk about that a little bit as well and then he does his um his uh, piece de resistance, which is uh, what I like to call Elon's bid for space supremacy uh, with the Mars colony. Um, so he doesn't talk often a lot about the Mars colony. And, you know, a hundred thousand a ticket, right? It's a hundred thousand a ticket. Yeah, we're going to let him. You know what? We're going we're gonna to get into it because, yeah, because it looks like you're on you're on the money. It looks like you were paying attention to uh, to the Elonosphere. And uh, yeah, no, I'm telling you, I've banked a lot. So. I'm Go going to, okay, let me just. Uh, in, in order to solve uh, full self-driving uh, properly, you actually just, you have to solve real-world AI. Because um, you, 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 you said, like, what are the road networks designed to, to work with? They're designed to work with a biological neural net, our brains, um, and with uh, vision, our eyes. Because we, 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 uh, we, we need cameras and silicon neural nets uh, in order to have to, to have self-driving work for a system that was designed for eyes and biological neural nets. What do you um, feel about the current architecture? Do you think you have an architecture now where where there is a chance for the logarithmic curve not to tail off any any time soon? Well, I mean, uh, admittedly, these these uh, may be an infamous uh, last words, but I I actually am confident that we will solve it this year. Like you said. This year, he was he's mm-hmm. already out there. He's like self-driving in 2022, completely solved. I, I mean, the approach, like he said, it, it sounds obvious when you say it. The world is built for humans, right? We've built a world for our own senses. So if we want to develop technology that will operate autonomously within that world, we have to build that autonomous technology as if with human senses, mimicking human senses, so it can navigate its way through. Um, part of me is wondering if he can do it in a safe way, and if he can't, do you just start building infrastructure for machines? 
to carry humans. Now, see that that's what that, that's that's going to be the interesting part because you don't hear a lot about that. And I do want to do. I guess maybe I'll save it for your Elon expose. Maybe a portion of that uh, could go into this. But you just don't hear a lot about anyone talking about re essentially redoing the highway system to sort of incorporate some sort of censored like some sort of sensors within the road that would help uh, autonomous cars navigate. It's all right now. It, it, it's very corporate driven to say, you know, first I sell you the car <laughs> and then we build, then we build the promised land. But here's the thing that I actually didn't cover in the clip because, you know, you, you can't just play up, you know, an episode of, of, uh, of, of, of a Ted talk, but he actually goes in to say that the way that they are working on this is by having, a lot of human, uh, basically a lot of people right now sort of navigate, like jotting down mistakes and documenting parts that are missing of the car. So like, let's so he actually uses the example of uh, if a girl is crossing the road as the car approaches, uh, but the human being could see the girl enter the street but doesn't real doesn't know where she is in relation to exiting in front of the truck in that, you know, a human being would then start to slow down because they would anticipate that there could be an incoming disaster. Whereas the AI would not because it didn't sense the person entering the road uh, to begin with, because they are being blocked by a massive semi, for instance. We covered this exact scenario on a previous episode. We did. We, we were did. kind of assuming the pitfalls of right. current so, AI capability. So, so what's interesting is that it that's the kind of documentation that he's currently employing people to kind of write down and sort and, and sort of notate he, and he know. wants he wants citizens to parent his little AI baby. Yeah, well, essentially, yes, of course. But I, what I thought was really funny about that is that that's a legit ripoff of the way porn is char- is characterized online. It's it's, help. it's it's the same thing. I'm saying it, it uses the in order to help the an algorithm understand different classifications of pornography. Human beings volunteer and or are paid to watch it and then to say what this actually is. It's the same thing that they're doing for the for cars in terms of helping the algorithm along. Well, so you're just saying it's like crowdsourced type thing. Well, a little more than that. It's just it's 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 more about the fact that a a computer is nowhere near, despite as sophisticated as an algorithm might be, it, it is very difficult for it to judge certain situations that are very human situations like that, like anticipating to slow down when there might be possible danger that is not necessarily present because you're able to think, you know, you're able to think in, in, um, what is it? It's like more of like a situational, uh, refrain to say like, this is a possibility without actually having the catalyst. You can imagine scenarios. Well, yes. Well, part of that. Yeah. Will this person keep going? Will they, they, this person's really close to the road. That's exactly right. What direction are they going to go in right now? Right. And I know that they can go in any direction. Right. And then the other other thing is in algorithms, the the computers are notoriously very bad at depicting different types of sexual acts. That's why pornography needs actual people to tag it in order to help algorithms along. Uh, it's, It's a similar thing, right? Because it's very situational. It's very difficult to just sort of like depict that this is this <laughs> to get into like feel like you know this is missionary <laughs> first guys like a computer is just like this is sex <laughs> however you slice it this is what sexual intercourse looks like just general screen. procreation it's general exactly to a computer this is the way that you make babies that's that's all they're really about so i mean it's it's interesting to see that the level of human imagination is still very much alive and necessary in order to help 
uh, AI along at this at this stage. I mean, of course, everyone's talking about you know when when they will no longer need our help. But uh, it is interesting to see that we are still very much in infancy when it, when it, um, when it has to deal with uh, with AI uh, in this particular in this in these particular scenarios. So uh, so that was that was interesting. So that that was the first part. Uh, that was a that was of interest in the talk. Um, do you want to move on? Do you have anything else to say about this? Or do you want to move on to implants and robots? <laughs> um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, well, he thinks that they're going to have cars up and running because the thing this year that he said that I referenced before was the chip was the implant. He had right. said that they're going to start human trials this year. Right. Um, in terms of the cars. Like, so more than what Teslas are now with the, you know, it'll come get you. It'll like unpark itself yep, and come pick you up. I, I don't even, I think that function has a name. I don't have a Tesla. Um, so I don't know what it's called, but so beyond that, like, you know what, you, you know, what's just, funny about that. It, it doesn't come in the original price tag of the car. It's, it's like an add on feature, by the way, little, cool. little side note. Cool. So then there you go. Um, but so they're, they're saying more of, completely driverless like you get in your car at your home yep you say take me to work yes locks the doors pulls out and does your thing and yep that's exactly right yeah and yeah yeah. i mean so you when you think of the sci-fi movies especially something like minority report there was almost iRobot well not i don't know about so much there iRobot was a little more independent in terms of each car being its own entity but Mm. in minority report there was like a uh, a master co- uh, uh, a master program controlling all the traffic on the road at once, oh, orchestrating okay. everything, You're right? You're right? right? Orchestrating everything, and so similar to how the air traffic control orchestrates all the flights, even though those are humans, but that same sort of eye in the sky that is directing all the cars, all the different places, instead of each car being its own entity, learning to interact with the environment around it. The environment is completely controlled. Uh, and there are no like humans there. It's very much separate infrastructure. So I know that that's probably an extreme and we're not capable of, or we're capable, but we're not willing to put in that type of investment. But I wonder if, I wonder if it's either one or the other or a blend because he's not even considering that, right? This is very much this car being autonomous in itself and not linking with the environment, whether it's like kind of what you said, the road is, enhanced with sensors or the cars themselves dry uh sharing information to create more situational awareness maybe cars ahead of you are beaming back to all the cars behind it saying this is what's going on ahead start your calculations i'm interested yeah i I think it's interesting that he didn't start because again i feel like a lot of the times when we talk about autonomous vehicles it usually starts in trucking as it, it was interesting that he didn't make much of a mention of trucking. It was more of like in the sense of Tesla, but I mean, he was actually a little bit opaque when, with regard to which, like which cars or which, which type of vehicles, whether he was talking about commercial, like um, industry, you know, industrial vehicle versus like consumer grade. Uh, and Logan, I, Logan featured AI um, trucking, right? The movie Logan. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's with the good, horses that's when the horses reference. get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good reference. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it. Cause I mean, again, Similar to and funny, it's it's like in the shadow of what John Oliver was talking about in terms of how poorly, tre- how mistreated um, truckers are 
uh, currently with the with the way that they're paid by the mile and not for their time and there's like various aspects of it that are just like a complete ripoff but um it'll be interesting to see where this where this like where it starts in its infancy because like you said if you have a convoy of trucks that is much easier to do to have trucks uh, responding to one another in a long con in a long convoy, especially if you start to spec out aspects of the highway that you just create truck only robotic truck only lanes, for instance. Uh, I, I I think that would be a, it, it would be, I think, so reassuring to the average driver if you split off trucks in that way that I could see trucks hitting the road first before consumer grade vehicles are really uh allowed to just sort of deviate into their into autonomy like into autonomy um but that's just my that's my futuristic like you know speculations on the subject but uh but yeah that's just one of the things i do want to i'm going to skip the uh the implants of robots because it because we've a we did cover it already and it wasn't that much dissimilar uh, i did think that it was interesting because in the ted talk he he does talk about uh that hopefully within the decade they'll be able to solve for brain injuries and disorders like schizophrenia and insomnia which i thought were really interesting that was a really interesting speculation right there um i know that's going to have massive like you know that 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 in and of itself is is going to have its own ramifications in terms of healthcare and and the way and mental health and how we how we treat it in this country uh and i'm sure it'll run into a lot of legalities as well as well with people running around you have schizophrenics signing up to like have implants put in their head and then it's like who who is now in charge of the like 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 where does the insurance lie as to if if the if the implant fails and like a schizophrenic is who's not taking medication ends up doing something it's like where does that fall on elon does that fall on the person you know there's gonna be a lot of things like that uh yeah but- or like what happens like is it a one-time cost? Does it need to be recharged every yeah. once in a while? Like, Again, how does yeah. that work? No and idea. Then, I mean, I and then like you can't we're... make your payment, and they just turn it off, and you deteriorate rapidly. But you, you, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Elon is—he's definitely not a stranger to uh, allowing uh, allowing debts to to occur in our, in terms of like advancing humanity, which we which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, so I just really want—I really want to jump into the meat and potatoes because I can't I can't hold back anymore. Uh, so <laughs> around 43 minutes of the interview, he's, he is questioned about Mars and he talks about the strategic importance of Mars. So he starts off very mundane. Uh, basically, you know, they're using the, the raw materials of Mars in order to fuel the rockets that will be landing there. And then from there, there you, know, you could use that fuel as, like a, as Mars becomes like a, almost like a resource depot, like a fueling station. And then you could send rockets from there into the cosmos or, you know, wherever it becomes basically in his head, Mars becomes like your it's like the Nile River. It, be, it becomes the the, the major the, or the Mediterranean. It becomes the trading facility. It's like you have to go through Mars in order to get to, re- to the rest of space. Uh, that, that That's one of the ways that I, I view his um, supervillain mindset work uh, starting like the wheels to churn. Uh, but we're going to start here. Uh, around 46 minutes because i think this is where it gets really interesting also pay for it and um people can take out loans and but 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 i think at the point at which um you say okay okay like if if moving tomorrow the loans is by the way because he forecasts that 
it'll cost about $100,000 to get to Mars, which you talked about earlier. And part of it is that there, he believes that there will be a subset of the population that will be get government sponsorship because of their, you know, either high IQ or their, uh, you know, being deemed worthy as like a founder, a foundational member of the Martian society. And then for everyone else, who's just an average Joe, he expects them to save up their life. Just save up. Right. Just save up a hundred thousand. Well, it's to save up a hundred thousand is one and, or to uh, get into some sort of weird debt broker brokerage scheme that allows you to you know secure seating on the mar on the martian civilization and then you get there and now maybe you're working off that debt uh i don't really know it's not even it's no longer a real thing there there's all of that but it's not even a matter of whether or not a person or a family can save up a hundred thousand there are it is it's not feasible for everyone but you can over time save up that kind of money but it's your retirement that you want to start to compound for your later years in life. And no, like normal people, most people cannot save up $100,000 to just blow on a ticket. Well, they're not. It's a one way ticket. You're starting a new civilization. So that's, yeah, but that is your what? retirement. I mean, is, is everything free? Is everything provided? Once you get there, you're golden and it's a, well, com- it's a commune. Let me go back to that. Let me see if he addresses it here or not. Because you're going to go there dirt are... poor, and then what happens there? Well, you're going to you're going to you're you're work. Well, you're, you're going to work. Well, he says it's going to be really hard. Hold on, let me see if he says it here. For I'm going to take a um, hundred thousand dollars, then I think um, you know almost anyone can can work uh, and save up and 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 eventually have a hundred thousand dollars and be able to go to Mars if they want. We want to make it available to anyone who wants to go. Yeah. Um, so uh, it. And, and and very important to emphasize that Mars, especially in the beginning, will not be luxurious. It will be dangerous, uh, cramped, d- difficult, hard work. It's kind of like that Shackleton ad for going to the Antarctic, um, which I think is actually not real, but, but it sounds real and it's cool. Um, yeah. it, it, it's sort of like the, the, the sales pitch for going to Mars is it's, it's, it's dangerous, it's cramped, uh, you might not make it back. Uh, it's difficult. It's hard work. That's the sales pitch. Right. But you will make history. One, yeah. one, one, one but it'll another. be glorious. Right. Uh, so on that kind of launch rate you're talking about, it, over two decades, you could get your million people to, to Mars, essentially. Whose city is it? Is it NASA's city? Is it SpaceX's city? It's the people like, of Mars's city. Anyway. So it is interesting to see him outline his vision for what Mars will be. And I think that the crucial thing that is very... Here's the thing that is really fascinating about it, and I'm gonna. And I'll let, I want. There's one thing that sticks out, but there's yeah. a lot. Well, there's a lot of things that stick out in terms of like how how this worker class that is supposed to be roughing it. Uh, in, in, in it who, almost, who, yeah, who, who are these? Gov- who, oh, who is governing this? Because the way that he phrased that in the he beginning is. of that clip, he is. And then it's an interesting thing because if that is true, then what is he manufacturing? that would keep ships from earth coming if no government has an interest in propagating up another new government on a different planet or is Great. it that he has interests on earth that will continue to support him i think that you i don't that is look that i think that's a really interesting question but i don't believe it's the right question because in his mindscape mars is the connection to the to the to like to it to outside of our solar system like it, it it will become the it's the 
it's like an airport. It's like the it's the it's like you have to go through Mars to get to the rest of the of the system. And I think that that's that that's what we. So have the to governments of on. Earth can, will not build their own colonies on Mars. They will become dependent and rent space from Elon. That's that's exactly right. Yes, in some capacity, and 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 his autonomous his autonomous civilization. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what's funny is it's it's literally the the plot. It's almost like the plot of a foundation. If anyone, I mean, you haven't read those books, but it, it it's almost it's very similar to him becoming this like Harry Seldom character, where he starts this new civilization uh, because the old civilization is decrepit and dying out. Um, but they don't know it yet. That's the thing. But they the, the old civilization doesn't know it yet, and so they send him off to be the hopes and and dreams of the new of the new civilization without fully understanding that their civilization will 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 basically enter a dark age and and and, and no longer exist um so yeah that's uh yeah it's interesting it's interesting it was a rare moment where he just i feel like he was being completely honest about his his um his vision for the future so there's that yeah as once those people are there i'm the concern is how are they being supplied and if something catastrophic catastrophic was to happen who comes to help you can't just go outside right i mean yeah. there's a lot of risk there and if it is not sponsored by any state i'm i just don't really understand how that works i understand well, how it works but mm -hmm. i also understand it's just i mean i guess everyone that signs up is willing to die but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. In one, in some, in some respect, yeah, absolutely. Most of the people who sign up, especially the people who've scraped together their life savings to leave the earth are, it's definitely a, probably a one way trip for them. And I think that. And he makes he, it sound so equal that we're all going to share the load and live amongst each other as equals. Like I just, I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me is he going to have the same size room as. Well, I think he'll be going back and forth. unlike other people. So, uh, you know, cause he has the money and means to do so. Uh, but no, yeah, no, even I, that that's like, you have to wait for your window. You have to wait for Mars to swing back around. And everything. yeah, it's every two years. I don't know if that was in the yeah. clips, but the, but the thing is he said that he wants ships firing off from earth and back to Mars every two years, like lock, like clockwork, bringing more and more people. It's like colonizing the new world. That's exactly what Except it's that was state sponsored. It was until it wasn't. Now, was that was that interesting? Yeah, but if something <laughs> happens, you can just go outside. You're not trapped in, in at your fort or your little hovel. Like well, you were originally in the new world. That is the, in the way winter, maybe. No, no, in like, general, you were always. Yeah, I mean, you were you. It was hostile. Uh, you had wildlife that was unexplored, and uh, yeah, but it's not the same as not being able to breathe. It's just different. True. That's true. Of course, of course. I mean, I yeah, and I, being radiated. And yeah, seriously not having indigenous people to show you how to survive at all. Like it's just, I mean, there's just a lot that can go wrong. And unless it was completely corporate supported, which I assume would be his corporations or some collection of investors, then you're getting into like, you're getting into like, you're getting into like alien territory, like the, the movie aliens. What was it? It was the company, right? The company yeah. was in control of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's how this would be. This would be the first yeah. corporate corporate settlement for the corporate wars. So, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Oof. Jeez. All right. I'll play, I'll play one more little thing, and I'll let you let you go on to your subject. But I just uh, I just thought this was really fun. There are many other people out there who 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 can't stand this world of of, of billionaires. Like they they are 
hugely offended by the notion that an individual can have the same wealth as, as say, a billion of, or more of the, the world's poorest people. If, if they examine sort of the sort of, I think there's some axiomatic flaws um, that, that are leading to them to, to that conclusion. If for sure it would be very problematic if I was consuming, uh, you know, billions of dollars a year in, in personal consumption. But that is not the case. Um, in fact, I don't even own a home right now. Um, I'm literally staying at friends' places. I, if I travel to the Bay Area, which where most of Tesla Engineering is, I, I stay in my. I basically rotate through friends' spare bedrooms. Um, I don't have a yacht. I, I really don't take vacations. Uh, so. Um, it's not, it's not as though there's, um, that, that my personal consumption is, is high. I, mean, I, I personally think you have shown that you are mostly driven by a really quite a deep sense of moral purpose. Like you, you've tried, yeah. your, 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 your attempts to solve the climate problem have, have been as powerful as anyone else on the planet that I'm aware of. And I actually can't, can't understand, personally I can't understand the fact that you get all this criticism from the left about, oh my God, he's so rich, that's disgusting. Um, yeah. when, when climate is their issue. Then continued to ask Elon if he could cup his balls and if he needed a warm towel and to... Um... <laughs> somebody, get, somebody get Mr. Musk a towel. He's sweating. Somebody dab his upper lip. The, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... Without going... And, and that's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to... If you're going to... You, you want a fanboy or someone to interview... Uh, someone like a, a sports or entertainer, a sports, an athlete or an entertainer and to get, or like a director of a movie to really like dig into the lore or the stats or whatever it may be. But when you're looking to actually like have investigative journalism, I don't know what this interview was supposed to be. You it's don't want that. someone who's gushing over them. It's not that, but yeah. It's, so it's just a promo funny. piece then. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. He's at, he's there. They're at the, the test, like, is this the like Tesla, a date? Texas, is, um, well, yeah, it's on location at his it's thing. It's on location at uh, his thing, yeah, yeah. That's at his Giga Plant factory, whatever it's called. It, no, I mean, with, I, it's not yeah. about his, I mean, his consumption and stuff. He's, again, uh, we've talked about it. It's not the fact that he has it. It's the fact that so many don't, and money is finite. So if you're hoarding it all and people don't have it, then you are consuming resources. Like, the money is a resource. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, it, it's it's finite when you when you talk about the individual, but not necessarily when you can't get called state. that. No, not a state that can't be called yeah. on its debt. Yeah. Uh, for yes, but as an individual, yeah. but as an individual, no. I mean, no, he's not. He doesn't have fifty cars and twenty homes. Not saying other billionaires don't, but the money is a resource, and that's not what's troubling. What's troubling the majority of people isn't that they don't have a fourteen car garage with Rolls Royces. It's that they can't eat. Or they can't or have warm. clean water. Right. I'm not even talking like go outside of the US to where there's poverty without this without the safety nets, very few that we have. Like there's some I don't know. A lot yeah, we don't have suffer. to go that far. But uh, uh, he actually goes on to talk about how the the various arms of Tesla are philanthropic adventures because they are uh, about a love of humanity and trying to get humanity to a better place. So, in 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 a sense, he is the greatest philanthropist in terms of all his businesses because he's trying to push uh, the 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 human experiment to its next level. So, uh, I I just didn't feel the need to to to, to play that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's of- it's interesting because that's what we have in our history is you know, these quote unquote great figures 
um, who the, you know, the ends justify the means and they do propel us. You know, it's hard to argue. They, they have propelled us to the next level in certain disciplines or whatever. Argue it. But they it, they but, never solve the problems that they claim to, to, but, to be but out I was there say trying is, to solve. Not, but that's just the way that it happened. It's not that the system or the, the structure was never set up to try anything else. And it's not to say that that was the best way to even do it. It's just what happened. So when you have people who create new steel, new types of steel, or build incredible railroads, um, you know, whatever these things may be, I'm just naming stuff from our own history. Like, yeah, there was individuals that did that, that pioneered it. And then to make up for all the guilt, because the ends justified the means, they opened up libraries and institutions all around the country. And, you know, you, you get stuff like There's that. More but, fear of revolution. Once you, yeah, once you've it, beaten but, everybody down and you're, you're now the king of the hill, you know, all eyes are on you. So, but to build the bridges that they want to do, they needed stronger steel. And it, this stuff does come about, but who's to say that there wasn't another way to go about it. So I'm not denying the innovation, but I'm denying that that was the necessary path to take. I'm yeah. challenging that part. Which which part the the cruel the cruelness in in terms of corporate enterprise yeah. or the need yeah, to like the, the, wash one's reputation clean after you no those are two different things not the philanthropy he's saying that his inventing new steel is the philanthropy um which, I got you yes okay which you're right. I'm, you're I'm not really buying too much but no I hear you. I the, hear the innovation going. itself uh, I'm challenging the way that that it comes about that that has to go it has to be you know some billionaire which is tends to be the case driving the innovation rather than i don't know funded research yeah but i mean we have tons of funded research in terms of i mean that's that that's the the whole the hilarious thing about the the billionaire philanthropy the billionaire savior class is that much of their innovation is a direct result of public funded research for the most part if you go back far enough Anyone who's come up with like, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to throw it out there, but again, so then why isn't he just contracted out? Why, why isn't he just contracted out by NASA, by the Defense Department, by whatever it may be, by the Transportation Department? I don't know what it's called. What do you mean by um, contracted out? Well, I'm assuming other than just directly working for them, but that's kind of what I mean. Is I know what you're saying. He's 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 benefiting from subsidies and grants or whatever it may be. Right. But but that's how that's how it works now. But to get rid of that, to have more control, why isn't he just being contracted rather than subsidized? Why isn't the yeah. state saying, let's do it on Mars? Let's do this thing on Mars. Let's could, do it could. this way. And we could. But we have a broken, uh, broken system in terms of uh, how our representatives uh, write laws and allocate funding. So, <laughs> so therefore, that funding will is given to the people who in turn fund their campaigns. So they're, they're not as uh, likely to take the money away from them or change up the system because then you might not get reelected. Right. So uh, there's something yeah. like that. Funny enough, yeah. he actually does say in this, when he's talking about the Mars, the new Mars and the, and the Martian civilization, he wants it to be a direct democracy and not a representative one, uh, which I feel like is, you know, that's a pure democracy. Well, yes. Well, uh, well, just a democracy. We, like what the we Puritan settlements, right? Yeah, something yes. like that. It's just, just like that. We right, have you know, a town the hall. Great state of everyone votes on a, Everyone votes in a town hall. No, I'm down well, with that. You, you get your stone. I mean, we have the tech to do it now. We just don't have the education. But um, I'm down to do it now. Yeah. But then there's just so much granularity. You know, you, there's so many little things that are happening. It's hard to vote on them all. 
that's why I was like, we should all develop personal AI that kind of learns what we would do. Well, I think to his credit, he actually talks about uh, streamlining laws and, uh, and and making effective ones and keeping them on the books as opposed to having to constantly amend them. Uh, I think that our system is incredibly complicated because of the way that uh, a it's designed to be complicated. It's designed that the average person does not have the time to to really spend and and think about it. It's act, that's by design. Uh, you know, you you have to have a certain level of privilege to give the amount of attention that is necessary uh, to the uh, to the system in order to like sort of you know be on it about like what what it's actually doing. Uh, and yeah, and he wants something that's a lot far more simpler. At least that's what he says. But again, it's easy to say these things when you're trying to pitch for the next emperor. You know, the <laughs> there are many, there are many would be emperors of history that promised that promised the world and 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 instead left us in darkness. So I mean, but that's why I like this interview is a will. shame, right? Because he should have been pushed on some of these not paradoxes, but some of these implications. Hmm. You know, yeah. it would have been interesting to hear him respond to go, you know, a couple layers deeper than just like one question, two questions, like follow him down the rabbit hole and push back because then he gives these moral, seemingly moral answers that address uh, the future of humanity, but doesn't really get into what does that mean for us now? And what does that mean for us 10 years, 20 years from now, if we become dependent on you? Um, what does that mean for the people on Earth? Okay, congratulations, you got a million people on Mars. Does that mean that, what does that mean? What does that mean for everyone else? I don't know. He paints, earlier in the interview, he paints the Earth that they're leaving behind as a transformed utopia through artificial intelligence and the adoption of robotics. He he literally says things like, people will want for nothing, uh, you know, he doesn't fully address what will happen to displaced workers. He says something to the effect of there is always work and there is right now there's like a shortage of actual workers, like we're like jobs, like there's a shortage of workers to fulfill roles and um, that are like in terms of vacancies today. Uh, I don't know where he's getting that data or numbers. Someone's got to mine the asteroid belt. That's exactly where you're going. He actually he does reference Battlestar Galactica, but he really should have been um, referencing the uh, the expanse because this is yeah. far closer to a dystopia than it is uh, some sort of uh, high minded, uh, you know, uh, glory fest, uh, philosophical glory fest. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's cool. I just don't really like how it's being done, but it's cool. Everything is doing. cool. I would be. Look, here's the thing. I would line up to. I mean, I would. I mean, you know, it's it, it's a hard ask when you know that life is going to be rough and freaking almost terrible and you're trying to subject a whole family to it. So it'd be interesting to see how many families sign up to be the like the colonizers of Mars. But at the end of the day, if there's a chance to have my like bronze body, like my, you know, my. <laughs> a bust of ourselves is like the the originators of a civilization that is like freaking that's awesome that's kind of cool i just wish it was like government funding where it was like the world yeah. governments came together and we're saying that's what you want we want nations we want the planet to, to do come this. together and be a species like governed right. by the species yeah. instead of these fragmented entities and i feel like he's just repeating the same it's well, it might even be worse. It's worse because he's going to be totally authoritative with capability to never lose control. 
I mean, it was different when, you know, you had little chieftains or paternal tribes or maternal tribes even or colonies um, or even like just the, the different individual colonies that yeah have like it, they didn't well. have the means to right to dominate right. forever and like, on the run have that right. now exactly. we have weapons that create mass destruction that you know yeah. individual can can rally against so right. no it's you just want yeah i'm i'm the evs spacex the Neuralink, um starlink all this stuff is so amazing. I just wish it was done a little differently. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had to get out. I just wanted to add that into our Elon watch. Um, so what'd you got? All right. I got another thing. Um, switching gears away from science back into, well, no, it's a mix of science and politics, depending on how you look at it. Two weeks ago, the Supreme Court reinstated a Trump administration water rule that limits the power of states and Native American tribes to block projects that can pollute rivers, streams, and other waterways. Did you hear anything about this? I knew when it was rem- I, I heard about it when it was originally enacted. Is that what? And then right now, it's is it being re- what, what's happening? It's being repealed. So the Supreme Court reinstated Trump's oh, water rule. Oh, they they're reinstating it. So who who removed it? Well, we'll get to that. But a, fe- uh, uh, a federal judge, a district court judge, I should say. OK, right. so some history here before we get into that bit. For nearly 50 years, the Fed could not issue a license or permit to companies for projects that could result in a polluted waterway unless the affected state or tribe certified that it complied with the Clean Water Act and a state law or waived their rights, right? So the power was in the hands of the residents. In 2020, Trump radically limited this power to QC projects like oil pipelines after complaints that fossil fuel companies, uh, after complaints yes. from fossil fuel companies and Republicans in Congress. This is what I remember. I remember when that happened. Yes. So Trump's EPA rollbacks included cutting state and tribe authority to modify or deny certifications and permits and slash the amount of info companies had to turn over, which leaves states and tribes in the dark about the dangerous environmental impacts of these new projects. So then we fast forward to two weeks ago, five justices on the Supreme Court agreed to halt a lower court judge's order throwing out the Trump rule. Four justices, which comprised, which were comprised of three liberals and John Roberts, said they disagreed with this decision. Now, the Biden administration actually said that it agreed that the district court judge lacked the authority to throw out the Trump rule without first determining that it was invalid, but also urged not to reinstate the Trump rule, saying that officials already reverted back to what they've been doing since the 70s, and another change would disserve the public public interest. Also, Biden has already started to rewrite this rule, which should be ready next year. So it it will even change again if they would revert revert back. And we have an example of exactly how constant changing, especially knowing that this rewrite is coming, will deserve the public interest. Processes have been in place for decades and breaking them has already led to confusion in states like Washington, where we saw a near collapse of the aquaculture industry where growers could not get permits processed in time for the planting season. So what seems to be at issue here is the circumstances for the ruling. 
The five justice majority did not explain its reasoning, which is actually typical. The dissent written by Justice Elena Kagan pointed out that by law, the Supreme Court can issue this kind of stay in extraordinary circumstances when there is an exceptional need for immediate relief, including evidence of irreparable harm. Here, the Trump rules defenders insisted that states were obstructing vital energy product, uh, projects. But Kagan wrote, they have not identified a single project that a state has obstructed under the courts, under the district court's decision, or cited a single project that the court's ruling threatens. Put simply, they failed to explain how returning to the pre-Trump um, law, which existed for 50 years, would hurt them at all. Then Kagan spelled out what the majority is really doing here is using this shadow docket to restore the Trump administration's stranglehold on the Clean Water Act that renders the court's emergency docket not for emergencies at all. The docket becomes only another place for merit determinations, except without full briefing and argument. So it appears that there, there's an emergency power that there, that's being misused to like summarize all of that. Okay. So my source goes on, my source material goes on to say that um, it's actually remarkable that Roberts, a longtime foe opponent of the Clean Water Act, actually joined several, who actually also joined several shadow docket decisions with no apparent basis in the law, signed onto Kagan's dissent because he's unwilling to break the court's own rules, even though he'll probably end up gutting the Clean Water Act the, the first chance he gets. So basically, if you're upending decades of precedent, at least show your work, but the other justices really don't seem to care. So I can argue that the Clean Water Act is giving the states rights and tribes rights to protect their water and how much can be discharged into it is already settled law or how this stay by the Supreme Court um, and the way that it's being done is a dangerous precedent that puts the integrity of the court itself at risk. But what always jumps out to me is the environmental aspect of this all and how common sense it is. And I know that you'll probably laugh at what's why I'm taken aback by all of this, but why do we tolerate any practice that pollutes our own water? Being someone outside of all of this, you know, I don't have a legal background and I'm not in politics but I feel like our system can't get out of its own way. We're getting lost in this procedure and debate and all this weird stuff. We're polluting our drinking water. Yeah. Why, I, 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 I'm getting lost. I no. feel like that's getting Not lost our drinking water. water. Not our drinking water. Not yet. Well, yeah. Well, water I'm flows, not. seepage. I don't hey, know. Eventually. Look, well, they'll come into it. Once, once it affects something that is of uh, a politicians, um, then, uh, then maybe they'll, uh, they'll address it. But, uh, but yeah, as long as it doesn't affect you, well, you know, you're going to support it in terms of, well, again, what? And then they get sick. Who's, lining get your, sick. who's lining your wallets. Well, who, why do you care about that? Drives up premiums. Doesn't it? Who's premiums? What do you mean? Like healthcare? Yeah. What's the, I forgot. What's the system that the uh, representatives are on the Congress. Don't they have their own government have healthcare system? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. So why do they care? What do they care about your, your premiums and what happens to you? So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like there's, you know, what's happening to the Clean Water Act. There's the way that the Supreme Court 
used, I guess, the shadow docket to do something that wasn't of, uh, critical in nature. And because of how the Supreme Court acts, it didn't need to give reason. The majority doesn't need to give a reason. This is, um, this is again, on one of the issues of like, why is the Supreme Court deciding this? Like, why is this a legal challenge? Why is this just like people are upset? They talk to their representatives. Then Congress writes a law to prohibit dumping of waste in waterways. And that's kind of all she said. I mean, that's a, what is that? What's the, what's the phrase? All she it's wrote. All she wrote. It's and all she that's wrote. kind of all she wrote. Like, that's how a, that's how a political system operates. You know, the fact that the court ends up being the arbiter as to good legislation and bad legislation is the kind of the quintessential problem with with the modern American Republic in terms of like getting things done. Like, I don't even understand why this is a court decision at all. This this is like a this is clearly the people who are being affected by it have representation in government and should be pressing their representatives in an ideal world to act in on um, in their best behalf. And it, it it corporations should not be able to sue or try to up upturn, overturn the will of the people if the people feel like they are being adversely affected by the actions of a corporation. Why this is a legal challenge? Well Trump Trump me. rolled back the Clean Water Act. Yeah, but that's he a rolled back president. certain aspects. And so a... people went to the courts right. to try and challenge that. Which is a problem. The district court didn't follow the you know didn't do it right now it's being put back to that but i mean yeah and i get your point but what do you do when instinct shouldn't be to go to the court like that's what's crazy about the whole thing well to that point biden is rewriting the law so biden the new guy is trying to undo what the old guy did but i think the point is in the meantime infrastructure is being built that is a lot harder to take away than deny in the first place and it could poison people. Yeah. Like, what do you do once you build the oil pipeline and the oil's flowing? Well, I mean, you could. You know what I mean? I know that theoretically he can challenge it and take it away, but it's really hard to do that once the money is flowing. Yeah. Well, that's always the issue, isn't it? That's always the. But I mean, this isn't like the crux of it right there. But but I guess where I'm coming from is it's people's drinking water. I hear I I hear you keep saying that. Yeah, because it's I I guess maybe I'm getting hung up on um, the humanity of it. Yeah. 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 That we're we're poisoning, not we're, but collectively we're as a society poisoning people. Because someone came in and rolled back environmental protections that are there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I guess I'm getting tripped up there. Yeah. I mean, we, we had Flint. You know, and, and and that happened under a Democratic president, and uh, and and the best he could muster was to go there and drink the water, <laughs> in a publicity stunt to feel like, hey, it's fine. I don't know how your kids. And that's wars. terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. Are now I don't know if it was just always that bad, or if it was a deterioration in water treatment plants uh, out of neglect that led to that. I honestly don't know, and maybe we should look into it. Unless you do know. I'm but if that was the result it was, it was of a like rollback a deal like that this, was made, but yeah, yeah, it was, yeah go on. Well, if it was the, uh, and maybe, I mean, it, it, if that was the result of some type of rollback, like, was I guess it, that's, yeah, it wasn't a rollback. I think it was, a, it was like the government of Flint decided that it was like cheaper to get their water from a different source. And then that water ended up being contaminated. Uh, I think that's, but that's kind of my point. Like. So if that's what you're saying, that it doesn't matter to us 
Now, these places are probably farther away, but it does matter because other people can be exposed to that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just blowing my mind. It's it's drinking water. I mean, there's also we have issues with drinking water throughout the United States. I mean, this isn't this is we even had it in New Jersey. There was um, a thing in in Tom's River uh, back in like the 80s or 90s where there was like a cluster, a cancer cluster um, Mm -hmm. from contaminated water. Um, That's a long time ago. So uh, maybe I have to fact check that one. But I have that. I'm just saying there's still other issues. There's still other parts of like uh, like I think there's like there's problems with water in terms of like uh, pig farms and people who live near any type of like. But these are all things to solve. So I'm not denying that other things exist. But this is a step in the wrong direction. Like we should be addressing all of these other things and then working to fix them. I agree. Not undoing what we've already accomplished. Yeah, it's like we're poking more holes. You have, in the to, you have to look at. I mean, I, I guess my question to you is when when Trump um, rolled back, like what what authority did he use to do that? Because did he have did he go through the correct process of did Congress review it, change the law, then the Senate uh, voted, you know, passed it on and then it went up to him to sign into law? Or did he use presidential executive sweeping executive powers to do this? Because that, that that's how I would see it being um being sort of thwarted so easily by like a federal judge because it wasn't done in the proper way it just keeps saying a revised rule he rolled it back it's i uh, i would have to imagine it's by executive order i'm trying to find how he rolled back the clean water act yeah executive order it was executive order so there you go Again, which I'm getting really tired of these executive orders. Yeah, because we're back to the imperial presidency where it's like the the it's we basically ceded because Congress is so afraid of not getting reelected or everyone is just so afraid of actually taking a stance for what's correct and what's right. uh, We cede so much power to the president that we've essentially we're, we're we're priming the president to be a dictator. I mean, that 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 is I mean, it's I don't think that is reckless talk uh in light of how much power the president continues to sort of ac- uh, accumulate uh in our modern era like from from the time when we were born to now the president has i would i mean uh, i don't want to be crazy hyperbolic but i mean it is the president the seat of the president is far more powerful now than it was back in like 1984 or 1983. The president is basically an island onto themselves, and everyone is looking to the president to, to fix everything on their own in terms of just passing executive orders. And then everyone's like, well, whoopee, we've got what we wanted without actually looking at the system in the way the system was originally designed. Um, and, and somewhat cynically, you might say that this is kind of how the system was designed is to have one person have eventually get to the point where they could just take power and do what they want to do. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to soapbox this. It, 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 this this is it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're sick of these executive orders and this is this is the mayhem that they create. They're incredibly easy to roll back and everyone uh, applauds them when they get pushed through as long as it's for your special interest, as long as it aligns with your intended interest as a as like a as a as a voter without thinking that this is not the way that your your vote should be working this is not the way that you your participation in the system should be applied that a president just simply sweeps in and does exactly what they want to do yeah uh, i guess without, i'm just um yeah why don't we all have the same bottom though i i get all of that and i and i agree with you um 
if you are going to have any sort of executive order, there needs to be a lot of guardrails on it. And it seems like there's none. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. It's somebody's drinking water. So if the, if the proposal is, yeah, we want to build this thing, but it's going to poison a bunch of people. I just don't understand why that's even allowed. And it wasn't because it was, you know, illegal under the, under the clean water act, but I don't, I don't understand why, how they're being, how that's, how anyone could support him in doing that. And I know that corporations would benefit from it, but as individual voters, I don't understand why that wasn't a line that should never be crossed. So I, I just like, I'm having trouble from a human perspective as a citizen of this country to think that, okay, regardless of party affiliation, why isn't drinking water off limits? We just don't mess with it. I don't care how much money there is to be made. We'll find another way. Challenge, challenge the scientists, challenge the corporate scientists or the engineers to figure out another way. We're just not going to poison people's water. I don't understand why we don't have these red lines. Um, I mean, there's a lot of PR campaigns by corporations as well. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to just simply say, oh, it's because people are heartless. I think that there's just a lot of misinformation that gets thrown into the ether. And, and, and if you buy, the thing is, if you want to support a particular candidate because they are doing the majority of what you want to be done or want to, or, or, or want to see happen, you are going to overlook things you do not particularly enjoy or like, such as, you know, so you do need to govern that that PR thing like we do cigarettes and alcohol advertising. I don't like know if how you can, but I mean, yeah, but so I mean, like, then what do you do? Like, if uh, like how? I mean, that's the thing. You have to. How feel do like, you stop? I that? feel like you could go to num uh, to a number of Trump supporters and say, "Hey, do you what do you think of the Clean Water Act? Do you think people should have clean drinking water?" They'll go absolutely, and you could say, "Hey, did you know that he rolled back this?" And they'll be like, "Well, that's not real," or or it's like the you know the the opposition overstating and over you know uh i already know what the response this. would be what what about what about hunter's laptop i already know what well i mean yeah it's, it could be a number of different things it's, my point it's it weird it, it's easy. illogical so, but no i get what you're saying if you drill right. down with any individual and say hey this issue yeah. and if it's a, especially like a human issue yeah people 99 of the time will well, all agree yeah. but it's it's in mass it's the mob mentality that right. give in to the party line platform yeah. pretty quickly yeah um, especially it's almost like you don't want to well you're like this weird ostracizing thing like i don't want to be i don't want to be looked poorly upon by my peers so what's yeah. the what's the company line again okay yeah that's what i'll yeah. go with well you're answering your own question so yeah that, that's why that's why no you're but i mean but water. to your point to your point when it comes to going green and you know it shouldn't be up to the individual to solve this uh you know it's not up to the, it, you know you're not going to solve climate change you're the one that pointed this out you're not going to solve climate change by everyone buying LEDs. It shouldn't be the burden shouldn't, yeah. be, shouldn't be put on the individual. And right. I'm going to throw it back at you. It shouldn't be put on the individual to stop this. Why isn't it a hard line encoded into our law to say, and it, I guess it was in a well, sense. It's but not about the individual to stop this. It's about their representatives in government, but the representatives in government have literally nothing to do with any of this. This is all the courts, which is unelected people, unelected officials. And then, the the executive, which is just wielding uh, executive like my thing is, if you're powers not allowed to just, with reckless you're not abandon. To make a law, you're not allowed to make a law to say, wow, that would be a really nice place for a factory. Too bad there's people living there. We should go purge them all, send in the military. Um, if you're not allowed to do that, if that is ridiculous, then why isn't poisoning people's drinking water on that level? 
well, a, you're basically doing the same thing. Not ridiculous. It's called eminent domain, and it happens. You no, I meant, that. I meant, I meant like killing them, like violently. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, yes, yes. I guess you know you can't kill them outright. You you no, have to kill them. But that's what you kill poisoning their drinking water does. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, right. You you have to have an alternative motive or an alternative means. So why causes like plausible in, deniability in terms of how you're offing offing these poor people? I just don't understand why it's not held in the same regard. Um, it's the I, same. I think thing. it is. Again, I, it's just it's just out of the the voters' hands. I mean, that's the thing. And you, you're you're asking the question. It's like the answer is well, it's just out of voters' hands. They're just not involved with the process. So it just keeps happening until. People are more educated, and they put in better representatives. That's the well, solution. I mean, well, no, that that, that that's that, that's why the court the court becomes this 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 um this it's why the court plays this outsized role that was it was never intended to in terms of our government. It's why the court is the is the only thing stopping the banning uh, illegal you know making abortion illegal when you could just easily when you could easily just say, hey, how come our representatives just don't make a law that makes it legal? <laughs> it's like that's the that's a really simple thing to do. Why why don't you just do that? Why are you always worried about who's being appointed to the court? Like why don't, why don't you just make a law? <laughs> because that's the way that it's like that's really simple. Same thing. It's like, well, you could just make a law. <laughs> you could just stop. Well, we do. We have the Clean Water Act. Right, which is what they're being right, which is what they're they're which uh, for some reason you can to... just strip away elements of it with an executive order that's been right. around for since the 70s. Yeah. I don't I, it's just it's blowing my mind in yeah, the you 70s get, you, we you, figured you, out that everyone should have clean drinking water yeah and then we roll it back yeah um I I, I it's just I don't know for some reason this one struck a nerve with me yeah uh, I feel like because it's so fundamental when you talk about shelter and sustenance and then you know you can go a long time without food you can't go very long without water um it's a survival thing I mean it's so primal and well, we talk about this i'm like you shouldn't even have to be paying for water i i i, I brought this up in another episode yeah like what why am i paying why do i have a water account why am i paying for water i mean if, at this point i feel like you're gonna right. have to you're gonna have to play for you're gonna have to pay for levels of purity at this point oh um, I, oh you, that's oh you think the water companies aren't vying for that oh my goodness stop giving them ideas and by giving them ideas stop unveiling the dark room that they've they've had they've been working on since the 70s of course, they want you to pay for for qualities of water, just like they want you to pay for different levels of internet. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, more than anything, the water is getting me. Uh, it's sad. It's just really sad. We've got a base tier water. That means this just comes directly from the lake. We do nothing to it. It just comes from the lake right into your house. What color water do you va- want? We've got vapor distilled. That's the top. You, that's the top tier. You could afford smell that. or no smell. Do you want nope. smell or no smell? Smell, want, smell gives it character. You smell, want sulfur? Smell, smell makes it for the working man. Makes it at makes the bottom. It, at the bottom, we got brown sulfur, and then it goes up from there. It'll be in the next Tucker Tucker ad. It'll be a shirtless guy pumping water. Oh God! Out of like one of those farm things. Yeah, the farm things. What, yeah. what, is, what is that called? There's some kind of like I don't pump, know the pump. pump yeah, something. the water pump. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a shirtless guy pumping water out of a water pump. Two hands. Two hands. And, and then there'll be another guy underneath it that'll be uh, bathing in it, like, uh, you know, having it just like go fall all over his hair. And he's just oh, like, God. Um, you know, <laughs> what was that? I'm just no, we're not getting I it. sent it to people and nobody believed me. They thought it was a parody. I thought it was a parody. I actually I, I'm still not convinced it's real. But yeah, um, 
but yeah, there's not, there's not. Then it's fooled a lot of people. And usually the parodies will be called out in the comments. I was Everyone's buying it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because people want to buy it because he's so disliked. Tucker Carlson is just the, uh, he is the, he is the foil. He is the, uh, the, the villain of the day. That is a, a whipping boy of sorts. So uh, he's doing maybe it everyone himself. just wants to believe it. Yeah, of course he's done it to himself. But at the end of the day, I mean, I just can't believe it. There's no way he greenlit an ad like that. I don't know, man. That's that's that that was rough. That was crazy. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. Not not. No, man. That's I'll never look at a Tesla charging station the same way again. I'll let you know that right now. So if any listeners want to look that ad up, you know, go go for it. Just type in Tesla charging station naked chiseled abs <laughs> Tucker Carlson put that string together at Google Tucker Carlson originals is that what it's, it was called you could yeah it's a Tucker Carlson production series. yeah production yeah so Jay where can they find us at retraction media hit us up on Twitter keep sending us topics let us know if we got anything wrong happy to revisit possibly make a, a retraction um Tell your family and friends, share the episodes with them, especially if you have a favorite and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. And with that, retraction out. You, instead of an object going along at 60 miles an hour, which yeah. if it gets it wrong, well, someone will die. This is an object that's engineered to only go at, what, three or four or five miles yeah, an hour. Walking speed, basically. And so a mistake isn't, there aren't lives at stake. There might be embarrassment yeah. at stake. As long or whatever, as the but... AI doesn't take it over and uh, <laughs> uh, right and murder us in our sleep or something. Right. Um...